Welcome in, everybody. It is the NRL Supercoach Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Shano, the therapist. Round 13 is here, the first big buy round of the season. Are we ready? Are we prepped? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, reading through bits and pieces during the week and uh, hearing that uh, a lot of the teams, what I see, uh, 33% of the top 20,000 teams are going to be short a player, even if they boost. And it was down to was it 18% maybe. If uh, they'll be short at least two players, even if they boosted. So, uh, look, some teams are just, uh, you know, maybe haven't done the prep. Maybe they're more hit-the-head focused, and that's worked out well overall. Uh, but, um, and you know, but now the, the chickens might be coming home to roost uh, a little bit when it comes to um, this time of the year. You certainly need to have done a little bit of planning. Uh, you just can't go, you just can't go willy nilly uh, and not have something uh, lined up. At least thirteen is obviously ideal. Uh, you might want to have a little bit more than that, um, depending on how you want to roll. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, and it's. I always have a laugh. I, mean, I listen to a bunch of podcasts, and you hear people talking about, "Oh, this is when we're going to make up ground and stuff," but. I think everyone's kind of feeling that way. So, uh, you know, how much ground are you going to make up? It's a, it's a tough one, unless you've prepped really, really well and you're relying on a lot of teams that have um, have done well earlier in the season that might struggle this time of year. It should be the case. I think if you've prepped well enough and you've got uh, 13 really strong players uh, for this round, there's no reason why you shouldn't get some pretty solid green arrows and make your way up the ranking, depending where you're at. You know, if you're if you're already near the point again, you know, you, you might do okay, you might not. So maybe temper expectations a wee bit and then just wait and see what happens uh come Monday. All right, the footy it kicks off tonight. Uh Origin is uh oh geez, Origin's gonna be good this year, isn't it? Uh and it's we're quite it's kind of cool. There's actually five games uh in the past. We've only had four games during these big buy rounds. There's five games, which is cool. Uh, a little bit of extra there for us. It's an additional Saturday game, isn't it? So even though Origin is lurking and it's going to be and wicked and, you know, looking forward to it, I mean, who isn't? Uh, it's great that we've got this club footy and a real big emphasis on Supercoach because, you know, the, your players, depending on what you've got in each game, you know, these, you know, it's the scorers that you've got, your players, it's massive watching what happens here and, you know, oh, you, every little every little thing that happens is uh, uh, is kind of no um, emphasised a little bit more. And uh, oh, if you could just eat me out of fifty, or was that a try assist, or oh, it was a forward pass, all that kind of stuff that we ride during the week. Anyway, you'll really be feeling it here uh, this week. Uh, look, it does kick off tonight. It is the Dolphins hosting the Dragons uh, at uh, at KO Stadium there in Redcliffe. The Dolphins are, are, are flying. They've, they've done an unbelievable job so far to start the year. I don't think there's anything really that can, you know, sway you from picking them. Yeah, the Dragons had a crazy win last week, uh, but, you know, it was backs against the wall kind of stuff, new coach, all that kind of thing. And, yes, it was against the Roosters. And, and I don't know. I just – it's it's a it's a tricky old game. Can the Dragons ride that momentum from that big win last week? Uh, the Dolphins have been consistently good all year uh, and have shown that they can bounce back from losses. And look, they were probably never really in that game last week against the Storm, but they didn't get uh, smashed either, you know. Uh, and look, 
The Dolphins aren't too hit origin-wise. Uh, they lose the hammer. Um, so Cody Nicarima has actually been named at fullback, which is a bit of a surprise uh, that Milford is into the halves there. Uh, but I, you know, I thought it might have been a chance for Asako onto the wing. Uh, sorry, off the wing into fullback and maybe bring uh, an Edric Lee or uh, Tafare into the backs. Uh, they've gone with Nicarima and they've uh, pushed Milford up into the halves, which makes sense as well, which makes sense. We'll see how it rolls. Uh, you and Aiken and Lee are both playing, so there is no room for Tafare, uh, who has been named uh, on the bench. So that will be interesting to see. I think owners that um, went early and bought him uh, should be just relieved he's even been named in the 17, because uh, there was a decent chance he wasn't going to get named at all, and uh, you would have been spewing. So... Uh, It'll be interesting in that play. It'll be really interesting to see what happens, uh, how much game time he ends up getting. Does he even get a start if something happens, you know? I read that Brinko Lee was hobbling at training, but I think that's kind of his go. Uh, it'll be interesting. There was a really great clip. I, I, I didn't have the sound or anything or the context. I'm guessing it might have been from last week's Redcliffe uh, Dolphins game in Q Cup, and Tafari sprinted across the field and caught a guy that was running away to score a try. And tr- save the save the try with an unbelievable run, and you just see he once he put on the jets, he was flying like he is a big unit, and he is kind of what possibly a, a more athletic version of what I would look like if I was wearing a match day Dolphins jersey, uh, and <laughs> playing first grade. Like he's got a motor on him, but fuck, he moved. Uh, very fleet of foot is the big boy. Very very impressive. Uh, and so, look, you know, a funny old one here. It's a, it's a wait and see. I certainly wouldn't be buying him this week, uh, especially with it only being his second game. Interesting watch there. Look, uh, I hope for owners that did go early. A part of me wants to punish you, and, and he doesn't score anything. Uh, and so serves you right for going early on the bloke. But at the same time, you know, I'm a nice enough kind of guy for the, you know, sometimes. So, yeah. I hope he goes all right for you. Maybe not too all right, but maybe comes on for a cameo and gets us 30 or something. Because to be fair, you still want him, a non-owner still want him to go all right because we don't want him to come on and score a 10 and then the cash just isn't going to be there if he's named for round 14 and then, you know, the, the break-even is not going to be ridiculously low. And it's, you know, it'd be great if you got a decent score and then if he's named for round 14, he's an easy guy to trade in. Uh, so... Interesting one there. So, yeah, good luck, bad luck for owners is basically what I'm saying. Connolly Lemuelu is a very interesting one. Uh, he's a bloke that's um, – the guys that got him have done really, really well. He was, I think he's a little bit guilty. I'm a bit guilty of um, neglecting him just because I didn't rate Dolphins at the start of the year. And it's maybe taken a little bit of a while for that bias to, to um, disappear. But he's been brilliant. Uh, the fact he's dual and everything, like he's he's 600 and something now. He's pretty expensive, but he's pumping out good scores. Uh, so, because uh, Kenny Bromwich has uh, gone to the back row to replace Kafusi, who is out. Um, they've actually got pretty good middle stocks there with SASA, Jared Wallace, Nichols is back. Uh, Ray Stone is playing lock. If we look over at uh, those Dragons, uh, Sloan, Fingo, Suli, Lomax, yeah, um, Sullivan has been named at number seven. Jacob Little has been named at nine with no Ben Hunt. The Molo brothers uh, are the props. Bird is back from that knee niggle. Ben Murdoch Masilla is on the other edge. There's no uh, sewer. And Jack DeBellin, uh, whether you like it or not, has been named captain. Look, as an owner, 
Um, I'm happy with that. He's playing lock. I'm, I would suggest he's going to play very, very close to 80 minutes this week uh, at lock. Maybe not so much, uh, not so much of the hit-ups uh, playing in the front row, but and maybe a little, a little bit more passing and link work in, um, in the middle there on attack. But um, if he if he's pumping out 60 plus, I will take that as a Jack the Ballinona. Very happy to have him on board. Moses and Bayer is back. He is on the bench. Dragons, I can't see them winning this game. I'm going to go Dolphins 26, Dragons 20. Uh, hopefully it's a good, fun game. Um, I think it should be. Uh, Friday night, Eels-Cowboys. Whoo, lots going on in this game. Uh, Joe Offengawe has been I mean, it's such a Tiger thing. Uh, Lee Hedgepantelis on the radio uh, said, uh, no, we haven't released him yet. And But the Eels... You know, media, um, social media said he signed. Welcome aboard to Paradise. All that dribble. What's going on? He was supposed to. They were supposed to get released last week. They called him back and he played. Scored a try. It was awesome. Time to say goodbye. It was a perfect ending. But the Tigers had to tiger it up, and there's, you know, they've muddied the waters there. Because often Galway was named on Tuesday as starting prop for the Parramatta Reels this Friday night. So what's doing? They need him. Parramatta desperately need him. No Bolo. I know RCG, no Maddo, no Davey, no Lane. I mean, they've got serious issues. They've got Cartwright, uh, who's been a stalwart in the second row this year. Who would have thought that? And Matt Dury uh, comes back into the equation uh, in the second row there uh, on an edge. The back line pretty much uh, un- unchanged. In fact, it's definitely unchanged. Uh, Wiramu Greg gets a start again. Jermaine Hopgood. I'm expecting big minutes. I think if often, even if often is playing, uh, which assume he is, uh, I still think there's big minutes here for Hopgood. Cause you look at that bench. Ogden's not a big minute middle. Neither Smakatoa and Moretti is on debut. So I can't see, I can, and we know we Greg is a big old unit and he, he starts blowing early. So if the, if the Cowboys forwards can match it and make life a little bit tough for, um, for the middles there at Parramatta, they're going to have to rotate uh, through quite quite a lot. And I think Hopgood's going to be the bloke to, to stay out there and play close to 80 minutes. Makes him a big captaincy or vice captaincy option. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but makes for a great option there. If we look at the Cowboys, they've got Zach Labart playing in the centres, Robert Darby. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that, gang. Uh, Robert Darby. Uh, who's um, the second cousin, second nephew, if that makes sense, to Terence Trent Derby. Believe it or not, up to you. Uh, ben Hampton at 5'8". So, alarm bells there. Ben Hampton's ain't flash. Oh, boy, that's a scary and not in a good way looking back line there. The four-pack, even though they've um, they've lost Cotter, uh, they've lost Cotter to the state of origin, still not, still not too bad. McLean, Robson, Hess. Lua, Lukey, and Granville. Uh, Griffin Neen makes a return, which is cool, uh, from a neck injury or a throat injury. Tanua Brown, uh, the big one there, number 22, Jason Tomalolo. Uh, I think he'll play. I think, I think he'll play. They are desperate, the Cowboys, after what happened last week at Leichhardt. Uh, that stiffens that team up a lot if you put Tomalolo in at 13. Uh, don't know who will go off the bench there. Maybe uh, Finney Fuyaki. Maybe the Goz. Hard to know. 
<coughs> you think that would stick? Sorry, team. You think that would stick with Granville, who's um, done a pretty good job for them off the bench? Uh, look, Parramatta at uh, Combank are a different beast, aren't they? Um, they kind of play what they did again. You could have swore they were playing at Combank last week when they were Allianz against um, the Rabbitohs. You know, when they get on a roll there and they're all fired up, they're all amped, high as a kite on cocaine, a lot of them, and Yahoo and, and all the rest of it. Oh, it makes you sick. It makes you sick. And you can just see it happening again. I mean, you would expect the response from the Cowboys, but I don't know. With the, with the team they've got out there, you know, I can see Brown and Moses just running amok against uh, some of these blokes. I mean, Hiku's not a noted defender. Laybutt, we don't know anything about. Derby, we don't know anything about. Hampton, how's he going to go reading um, uh, reading the attack there? Oh, I can, you could see them putting on a score. You really could. Uh, I'm going to be a little conservative. I could easily say, you know, Parramatta 48, drum, Cowboys 10. I'm going to go Eels 32, Cowboys 18. And that's just purely from a... Uh, purely from someone sitting on the fence, just hoping for a, an interesting game. Uh, but I could, you know, this could easily be a game where Parramatta would kill them, uh, to be fair. But yeah, I'm going to go 32-18 to the Eels. Uh, all right, let's go to, uh, let's go to sad day. And it's a super-ish sad day. We've got two games on. Uh, it's the Warriors uh, at home in uh, Napier, down in the Hawks Bay um, in the North Island of New Zealand, taking on the Broncos. Uh, geez, the Warriors, it's worked out good for them. They had the win, then the bye, and then a depleted Broncos outfit. So it's come, you know, the Warriors are due some decent luck, and they're getting it here. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, pretty settled. Biro get, gets another uh, crack in the centers there. Luke Metcalf makes a return and will make his Warriors debut at 5'8 uh, for, um, for the New Zealand Warriors. Really interesting to see how he rolls. I uh, believe Tamari Martin is still four or five weeks away. So Metcalf gets a chance to press his claims. Uh, the four pack, there is no Wade Egan. So Freddie Lussick is the hooker. Otherwise, it is unchanged. So Jackson Ford comes back uh, from his injury that he got against the Panthers, wasn't it, at uh, Magic Round. So, um, yeah, so Jackson Ford. It was at the HIA. Then he missed the week. Then they had the bye. Now he's back. So Ford owners, super happy. Uh, Tohu at 13, New Beauty, and that's a strong bench. Uh, four forwards, Siren and Curran, Sifakula and Ale. Uh, Good-looking team. Let's look at the Bronx, and there are changes here. Uh, importantly, Adam Reynolds is back. They need him desperately. Uh, Tristan Saylor is deb debuting, uh, son of Wendell uh, at the back, so really going to be interesting to watch how he goes. Uh, Jesse Arthur, Stags, Farmworth, Dean Mariner, who is a good player, Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds. Uh, that is the back line. Let's look at these forwards. There's no Haas. There's no Flegler. There's no Carrigan. So Palacia and Jensen are your starting props with Billy Walters as a hooker. Capewell and Ricky. So the second row remains the same. Hetherington takes Carrington at lock. It's a bit of a downgrade there. Hetherington's not a bad player. He just ain't no Paddy Carrigan. And looking at that bench, Corey Paik and Marty Tapau are there. Two blokes that I don't think have played any first grade this year, and maybe a handful of games between them. Uh, Xavier Willison, Brendan Piakura. Brendan Piakura is one of those blokes. I remember maybe two seasons ago they were talking him up, and he was a cheapie in sides, just waiting for a crack. Uh, 
and it never happened. Um, he might have played one game or two games. Not much doing. I remember he's quite a lean kind of fellow with the head gear. I remember we got Sinbin, maybe even his first game or something like that. Uh, it hasn't really happened for Pia Kura just yet. So they are pretty decimated, the Broncos. Uh, and it's a funny old away game uh, to Napier. So it's a little bit different. Jumping on a plane, going to Auckland, and then probably a little another wee flight from Auckland down to Napier. Uh, a little bit different for them than um, what they've been used to, settled in Queensland or having the, the odd away game. So it'll be tricky. I'm going to go the Warriors 22, the Broncos 16. I think the Broncos are still a very good defensive team. I think the Warriors are too. So I think it'll be pretty low scoring. Uh, being... Um, being a night game, what time is it going to be? Yeah, 7.30 local time. Uh, so there'll be a bit of dew on the ground there at um, at McLean Park. So I, I don't actually don't expect it to be a high-scoring game. Uh, 22-16, is that what I've said? 22-16 uh, to the Bronx. All right, we'll power on. And the second game on Saturday, it's the Rabbitohs and the Raiders, two teams. It's the Bell of the Greens. Uh, the only two teams with green in them, pretty sure. It's one of those un- unimportant things that I talk about. Uh, <laughs> bear with me, team. Um, Rabbitohs and the Raiders, both coming off losses last week. Pretty disappointing, both of them last week. Especially the Raiders. Just killed me and just killed me with the uh, the old TAB account. Took a hiding, thanks to them not showing up against Manly. Um, and the Rabbitohs, look, they were due. They were due. They've been playing so well. And they were due a, you know, a down game, and they certainly produced that against Parramatta. Uh, no Luttrell this week, so Blake Taft moves into fullback. Campbell Graham has been named in the centres. I believe he is 50-50 to play this week after withdrawing from New South Wales, basically because he wasn't going to be able to prepare uh, the way the New South Wales medical staff would have wanted him to, uh, whereas the Bunnies are happy for him to just take it easy and maybe needle up or do what they need to do before the game and he goes out and plays. He's been playing with a, a sternum injury for a few weeks. That would be a that would be a prick of an injury, uh, the sternum. So he's 50-50. Um, they've still got Walker and Elias in the halves there. And in the four pack, there's no Jai Arrow and there's no Cam Murray. Uh, so Liam Knight moves into lock. Uh, I wouldn't be expecting Liam. That that is very much a Totola Sale Knight, very much three props playing in the middle there with Cheekam and Host. If you you look at that four pack, it's a you know, just by name, by reputation, it's not flash. I mean, Tatola is a good player. Obviously, Damon Cook is a huge in not getting named in origin. Real surprise there. And he will be a big-time trade-in option uh, for for buyers, for sure. Uh, playing round 13, playing round 14, I think round 19. So pretty good buy coverage there. Absolute quality player. In still a good team uh, with a good draw. His numbers haven't been great this year. Uh, if you are buying, you'll be hoping for a bit of an uptick there, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, Liam Knight at lock. Um, you know, he, geez, he's got an error in him. That guy, oh, what's the over-under for errors? I'm going to go two and a half. I'll be modest and go two over-under two and a half errors for Liam Knight. Uh, he does have an, in, an error or two. And the bench is pretty skinny, too. Um, just by name, not by nature. Cartwright, Tellus Duncan gets a debut. Uh, Shaq Mitchell is back, which is awesome to see, and Saluka Fafida. Um, Richard Kennard is 18th man, and he will probably be the end for Graham if Graham is ruled out. Another interesting one here, Mamazoulis, the backup hooker. I haven't seen his name in the 22 all that much this year. And the fact that he's there now 
is a slight concern uh, with Cook because, like I mentioned in the last pod, Cook got crunched towards the, um, I think it was near the end of the game against Parramatta when Wurrimu Greg went in. It was kind of a loose scamper for the ball. And Wurrimu Greg went in and just crunched uh, Cook on the ground when he was quite vulnerable. And he came up in his net and he did not look healthy. So I would not be surprised. I don't know if that affected his origin chances. It may have. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's... I mean, no player's 100 at the moment. I don't reckon Cook's 100. That looked really bad. Uh, and the fact that Mama Zoulis is there, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And uh, if there's a way that you can reverse trade, you may have to on a Saturday night. So best of luck with that. Something to keep in mind. Let's look at the green machine. Uh, back line is unchanged. They have... Uh, just uh, oh uh, Hudson Young playing Origin and Whitehead suspended or injured actually he took he actually took uh, the suspension uh, because he was injured rather than paying the fine so he took the suspension he did uh, he did the uh, Ryan Madison but did it the right way did it the smart way because he was already injured so he took the suspension I believe he's got a pec injury I think so he might be out for a little while. So Harawira Nara goes onto an edge and big red Corey Horsburgh goes onto an edge. Joseph Tarpany to lock. I really like that, him at lock. This is interesting because Harawira Nara, I don't mind him on an edge. Corey Horsburgh, I wouldn't have thought he was an edge forward at all. So this will be interesting. I don't know if he's going to be on the left or the right. And, oh, I didn't mention Kalamatangi. Keon Kalamatangi, number 21, sitting there. If he's a chance to play, um, geez, I like him if he's marking up against uh, Horsburgh. And I also like South. I also like Cody Walker just taking advantage of that totally. And, um, I mean, they can they can rip, rip apart uh, the best uh, defensive uh, lines, let alone one that's got someone like Corey Horsburgh playing uh, on an edge uh, where he could get found out there. That's a real interesting one. Um, the fact they don't have anybody else to put in that spot, uh, really interesting. Uh, what am I going to go? I'm going to go Rabbitohs 24, Raiders 18. Again, I think the Raiders will keep it competitive. Uh, I just think the Rabbitohs have got a little bit too much. And they're, 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 they are a better team. Uh, and I think they'll have a little bit too much, even though they're missing blokes. Uh, yeah, 24, 18. Let's take the bunnies. All right, last game on Sunday. It's the Knights and the Seagulls. Really interesting here with the Knights. Lockie Miller has been given the punt. He has been named on the bench. And Caleb Ponga has been moved from 5'8 to fullback. So is that their admission that they got that wrong? Um, but the fact Ponga wasn't named in origin is huge. Uh, and they said it was a welfare thing and it was a duty of care thing. And just Slater just didn't rate his chances of being able to play 80 minutes. And, there's the risk there. He plays five, gets a tap, and he's gone. So, uh, and they've moved, so the Knights have done well. I don't know if it was a Kalen thing, a Knights thing. Hard to say, but they've ditched Lockie Miller, who's been one of their best all year. He, you know, he's still learning the game, but he's been one of their best. And they've said, oh, put him on the bench. Um, and Kalen Ponger has gone to fullback, and Gamble goes to five eight. It's a weaker team. I think it's a stronger team with. Ponger at six and Miller at fullback rather than Ponger at fullback and Gamble at five eight. Maybe it's six and one half a dozen the other. I don't know. I just think Miller is a better option on the field. 
there's a chance he may not even play at all because there is Kurt Mann lingering in the extended number 22. He might come on. He might come on to the bench instead. We'll wait and see. Adam Elliott has been named at lock to start. He's one to watch for sure. They do have the buy next week. Maybe someone to look at after that uh, round 14 game. But uh, they've still got young. Gagai isn't playing Origin anymore. Uh, so he's been named. He's averaging 70-odd for the year, just quietly doing his thing. I wouldn't be paying 700 and something for him, but, you know, he's there. Uh, let's, you know, Greg Marsu owners, let's hope uh, he has another big game. Uh, other than that, uh, Jack Johns is on the edge for Frizzell. Of course, Frizzell was out playing Origin. Uh, so, and the bench looks all right at the moment with Miller, Saifidi, Hetherington, and Croker. Pretty good-looking team, actually, compared to the Manly boys. Uh, Weeks is in for Tommy at the back. Saab, Parker, Cooler, Garrick stays on the wing. I think we might have been hoping, Garrick owners might have been hoping he'd play fullback. He's a good worker there at fullback. Lots of runs. He can he can throw a cutout pass as well. Uh, can Weeks throw a cutout pass to him uh, for him to score? We'll wait and see. I think he'd score better at fullback than he would on the wing without Turbo at fullback. Schuster, let's see what the blind man can do this week. Was it just? I'm just a little skeptical of this bloke. I really am. Uh, and look, it's one of these things where this week, uh, if you own him, you're playing him out of necessity. So don't stress about it. Uh, whereas, you know, last week, I mean, those that played him last week just pulled, it was just jammy that he got, he turned up. That was just jammy. Not worth, nothing worth bragging about. Uh, it was, I think he was completely justified in not playing him, um, being the last, yeah, they were the last game and all that. So those that brought him in, or those that played him, please. I think it was our desperation. You got very lucky. Um, let's see how he goes this week. Uh, I'm skeptical and I can see a, I can see a, you know, under 30 kind of game coming for the shoe. Cooper Johns is at uh, halfback for Daly Cherry Evans. They have signed uh, Jacob Arthur. Uh, not that I don't think Jacob Arthur will make much of a difference, uh, but they've signed him. He is on the books anyway. Uh, the four pack, there is no, uh, the Benny Trebojevic, there is no Jake Trebojevic. Uh, so Paseka and Sipley are your starting props. So Olakawatu. Samuel Finu on an edge, Sean Kepi at lock. Finu is an interesting one. He's bottom dollar. He is available at front row. Uh, oh, I can understand bringing him in. You can either bring him in to free up cash elsewhere, or he isn't a bad option to bring in if you're just done with a, a Kepi, sorry, Kepi, uh, a Mawali or a Palais or someone like that. Uh, you can just move on. You actually make a little bit of money uh, by going down uh, to Finu. See how he goes. Uh, they've got the buy next week. If you're right for numbers next week, it's not a bad option. This is his third game. His break even's not crazy low. I think it might be, I think it might be 15 or something like that. I'll just quickly look it up. It's nothing crazy, so you don't necessarily have to go this week. It is 15, so you don't have to go this week. If he pumps out a 50. He's only going to go up, what, I, don't, I can't even do the math, I don't know, 30 grand, 25 grand, something like that. He's still going to be well and truly affordable come round 15. And if he looks good, bring him in. You can still get rid of the, some of that dead weight uh, in your front row. You've got him there. There's a chance uh, if he plays a couple of games, uh, he probably only needs to play one more game. And he will, because um, he was pretty sure he was second row the last, the first two games, uh, he'll get dual position as well, which is handy. Super handy. So, uh, yeah, so he is there. 
the bench, there's there's Bullimore and there's Condon, who can both play on an edge. Uh, actually, Lawton can even play on an edge, and Christian Tuopolotu. So that's interesting. Wait and see there. You'd be gutted if you bring him in, and then come Sunday, he's not playing, or he's on the bench or whatever. But, uh, you know, he's, to be fair, if, if he was someone you were bringing in, into your th- and you only had 13, he was one of them, you'd be gutted. Uh, otherwise, you know, you remember you're only getting your top 13 players. So if you already got 13 or 14, he would be your 15th bloke. No big deal if he's off the bench. It doesn't really matter too much. He's there to um, get rid of someone or he's there to generate cash for something else. And, you uh, you know, 200 grand, he's, he's just one of those things. I'm going to wait on him. Um, but if he looks the goods, he could be a buy-in for round 15 for sure. Look, I'm going to go Knights 26, Seagulls 14. I just don't think Seagulls got the firepower, even though the Knights' defense isn't flash. I think the Knights have got enough. Uh, oh, and uh, I just read uh, that Callum Pong will not be doing the goal kicking. It is going to be Hastings uh, doing the goal kicking. So I'm, I'm not sure what's up with that. I mean, I thought Ponga's injuries, or maybe he just doesn't want the stress of goal kicking, just wants to concentrate on not getting tapped on the head. Who knows? Anyway, but he's not goal kicking anyway. Uh... All right, gang, ready for this? We need to talk. We do need to talk. Round 13, lots going on. How many do we need this round? Well, obviously, uh, 13 is the magic number for round 13. Uh, they are just going to take your 13 best scorers. So if you've got 17 blokes in this round, and how you've done that, I don't know, and good luck for the rest of the season, uh, only 17 of those blokes are going to get uh, their scores counted. So I think ideally, if you've got 13 primo blokes that you uh, are happy playing any other week in your 17, uh, then you are set. You don't need any more. Uh, I would only get more. I mean, you don't, I wouldn't want to blow a trade unless it's to someone who's probably going to be either a keeper or someone you can um, who's going to be really worthwhile over the buy period. It's probably worth using a fourth trade because we've got that fourth trade option with a boost this week. If you can get by... Uh, without having to use another boost if you've got them there, then it's a massive advantage with rounds 13, 16, 19, only needing the 13 players. It can actually be a time where you can even save trades if you've got your shit together or you've you had a bit of luck go your way. Uh, then, you know, you can you can roll with maybe saving a trade or two. But I think maybe, look, maybe if you've got 14 blokes and it's just about picking which one you're not going to play. Uh, but... Yeah, if you can get to 13, I think even 12. If you've got 12 and you are happy with those 12 blokes, and there are 12 blokes you would normally play during the week, uh, any other week in part of your 17, then I reckon that's fine. I don't think it's worth going crazy, using a boost, especially if it's your last boost, uh, just to get that 13th player. If you've got 12 really good players you're stoked with, and you don't really, if you if you use a boost to get a 13th, then it's a bit of a luxury if you're going to do it, make sure it's someone you're happy to keep for either the rest of the year or at least during this buy period who will be handy a handy number in other rounds or making some cash, something like that. Otherwise, maybe don't stress, just sit with the 12. We need to talk. The VC loop. Do we use it or not this week? Uh, usually these are the rounds where it's, it's most uh, relevant during the whole year. Uh, Look, I think it makes perfect sense to use it. Uh, you know, I'm rolling with 13 this week. 
so, and there's some decent options early on, especially on Friday with the Parramatta Reels. Uh, so thing is, if I, they're also good captaincy options. Uh, so if I looped and they didn't get great scores, uh, then I'm, I'll be captaining possibly a Souths player. Uh, there's no one really from the Warriors or Broncos that I want to go near, nor is there anyone I really trust between Manly, who I think will struggle, and Newcastle, who I just can't touch with a 10-foot barge pole. So you could just go straight captain on a Parramatta bloke, um, Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses if you got him. Hopgood, I think, is going to be a good captaincy option. I think he's going to pump out minimum 60. He saw last week he, he's got that offload going. If he can create something from that and he pumps out an 80 or a 90 or a ton like he's done at the start of the year, happy, happy days. Uh, and if he does that and you put the VC on him, then you bring in one of your non-players and you should have plenty of them and roll with that. Uh, so, yeah, interesting one there. Um, yeah, you can straight captain any of those blokes as well. Asako's not a bad option either uh, tonight if you have him. Uh, he's not a bad option either. But, yeah, I think this week's a great week to use the loop for sure. Uh, gives you Just gives you two bites of the cherry, and you shouldn't really get hurt. Uh, thinking of the permutations of it all, you shouldn't really get hurt by the player that you take out. Because the if you've got 13 and uh, you bring in a guy to cap, you, you've got a VC on, say... Dylan Brown, uh, and he goes, well, you put the VC on him, he gets, you know, I think a good VC score this week. I'd probably take 70. I would probably loop 70, to be fair, uh, this week. Any more than that? 70 plus, I would probably take that uh, and loop it. Uh, and, yeah, and then you put, I don't know, one of your halves maybe, Cleary Hines, if you, you know, I'm sure you haven't traded both. Use one of those, put the C on them. You're still going to get that 13th bloke. You're still going to get 13 blokes that have scored for you. So I think it's a great option to do this week. Loop away for sure. Like I said, good VC options. Asako tonight. Brown, Moses, Hopgood tomorrow night. Uh, and then you've got, if they don't go so well, that does leave you a little bit skinny for the rest of the round. A couple of bunnies. Maybe Cody Walker if you've got them. Johnston maybe. Uh, or Cook. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised actually if a lot of people just straight see a Paramount player uh, on Friday night and then don't stress about the whole loop thing altogether. But it's there to use. Uh, I will probably use it myself. I'm leaning I'm leaning hop good because I just think he'll play big minutes and if he can get that offload going, I think he can get somewhere near 70, which would be good enough for me. I know Dylan Brown, very rarely he will score under 50 and he'll only need a couple of attacking stats. We know he's got it in him and he's playing well. And he'll get up to 80. He could ton up and, you know, so you could roll a dice with a Brown or, or a Moses. Interesting one to see how it plays out. All depends uh, also on how you went on Thursday with any of your Thursday players. If they scored all right, maybe just sit conservative. Uh, if they scored low, you might want to roll a dice on one of the halves or, a, or an outside back rather than a middle forward. But something to keep in mind anyway. It's one of the fun things about this time of the year. Back in a minute. All right, gang, time for this. Question. All right, question here uh, via the email, nrlsctherapy at gmail.com. This one comes from Lee, uh, who asks, who's the better second row option to bring in, Tohu or Lemuelu? Really good question, and there's 
bugger all between the two of them, to be fair. Uh, Tohu, 602 grand. Break even of about 15 or 17, something like that. Jewel, uh, front row, second row. Lemuelu's more like 650-odd. Break even 70-odd. And he's Jewel, uh, second row, center. Depends what you need helping them. I mean, if you're getting Lemuelu into strengthening your centers, uh that makes a lot of sense. He's playing well. He's basing around 50 the last few weeks. Uh, he's killing it. He's doing a really good job. And I think both of them have got really good buy coverage, very similar kind of buy coverage over this next six or seven weeks. You can't go wrong with either of them. If you bring in Tohu in to strengthen up, either your front row or your second row, that makes sense as well. Um, the front row is a tricky one. It depends if you've also got the likes of a Tapane or something like that. Um, Depends how your front row is looking. Uh, yeah, so is Tohu there to strengthen the front row or the second row? Is Lumuelu there to strengthen the second row or the centers? I can get it. I can get it. I'd get the one that you're going to use to strengthen up that a certain position. Uh, so, yeah, makes perfect sense either one. I think you can't go wrong. I think they're both really good options. Um, tempted to make me get both myself. We'll wait and see. Question. All right, uh, Simon asks, "Who's is it worth bringing in Moses for Nico? This would give me 15 players for round 13. Simon, you don't really need 15 players unless you've got a handful of blokes that are duds that are playing this week, but, you know, I doubt that's the case. Um, Geez, I don't know. Moses is a tempting one. I know he's got big scores in him, and we've seen that two of the past three games he's played. Uh, but he's also got a small score in him too. And he's he can score low even when Parramatta go well. I've seen it before. And he'll pump out, he'll eke his way to a 50. And that's with kicking, you know, five goals. Uh, you know, you've, I've seen games like that before. There's not, if you're selling Nico, the options, unless you're going, unless you're getting a 5.8 via Jules, um, via, say, you know, Kato or something like that, I can totally get it because I think the 5.8 options are way better. Than the halfback options. The halfback options are slim. There's Moses. There's maybe Sean Johnson if you want to go there. There's not a lot else. Like for me personally, I'm holding both my halfbacks. Uh, I'm going to keep them. Um, I think it's just going to be too much of an admin headache to try and figure out how I'm going to buy them back post-origin. So I'm keeping them. Uh, I don't expect Cleary to back up at all. Uh, I'm not relying on that. But I think Nico can certainly back up. I just don't know where what role he's going to play for New South Wales, and they've been really shady on what he's going to do. I don't even know if they know themselves. I figure they just thought he is an origin player. He is one of the best 17 in the state. He is playing, and we'll figure out what to do with him. Uh, you know, yeah, could he play 10 minutes at dummy half? Yeah, sure, maybe. Um, could he play in the half? We know he can play in the halves. He can play a fullback, whatever. He can fill any role, really. But I don't know how effective will he be. I mean, he might only play 15, maybe 10, 20 minutes tops, be fresh as a daisy. Fitzy gives him a call the next day. How you feeling? He goes, mate, I'm ready to go. I'm flying. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fitzy uh, checks in on him on, on Tuesday before the game and names him in his 22 uh, for the upcoming week. And then if he plays, he plays. Uh, and if you don't have Nico and Nico has, does a Nico, you're going to be spewing. And Moses doesn't play 14. So for me, 
I wouldn't do it, especially if that gives you 15 players. I, it's not worth burning the trade for, mate. So I wouldn't do it. Question. All right. And this one comes from um, Greg Eden. Greg Eden uh, via the email as well. Thanks, Greg. Uh, who is the better trade? Grant to Cook and hold on to, to Tedesco or Tedesco to Gutherson and hold on to Grant. So this is more a question about which origin player uh, to, to get rid of. Uh, I think Grant to Cook is a better option. Um, Grant's not exactly killing it at the moment, and Cook is a fantastic replacement that's just fallen in our lap, um, kind of by luck there. Uh, so I think Cook is a wonderful replacement for Grant, if you can do it. Uh, Cook may get recalled into origin if New South Wales have a bad game one or Coruscant doesn't go so good or gets injured. But for, I don't know, uh, I like Grant to Cook. Uh, it means holding Tedesco. There is a chance that Tedesco, with the way the Roosters are going, that Tedesco plays for the Roosters and does back up. I know they've got Manu who can play fullback. They've got Mr. 1.6 million a year that can play fullback. So they've got options there, but they're also really struggling and need to get some wins. And Teddy is their captain, and you would think he will, you know, go hero styles and back up for the Roosters. Uh, whereas I don't know if Grant will back up for the Storm, or if he does, it'll be limited minutes. Like if Teddy backs up, he'll be playing 80 minutes. If Grant backs up, you doubt he'll be playing 80 minutes at all. I know the Storm don't have much in the um, way of hookers um, outside of him. I don't even know who they'd use. Is there Wishart fit? Or um, maybe the Bronson Garlic? Maybe he looks too big to be a hooker. But, um, yeah, I don't know what they'll do there. Uh, and Grant isn't exactly killing it either. He's been struggling a bit. Uh, I mean, there's there's even a world where um, you sell Grant. You could buy him back post-origin for maybe if he just plays we. Um, 30 minutes here, 40 minutes there, in between origin games for the Storm, you might be able to pick him up for low 500s. Uh, and, you know, you'll be laughing. So I don't mind that. I think Grant to Cook is the way to go. Hold on to Teddy. Uh, I think if that's the option you're going to roll with, I wouldn't go Teddy to Gutho. Uh, I'm not a huge Queen fan. I wouldn't go Teddy to Gutho. Uh, and that meant holding Grant. I think uh, getting rid of Grant, keeping Teddy, would be the way to go uh, for that one there. Um, Greg. Question. Back in a minute. All right, gang. Best bets for the week. Here we go. Um, gonna take fifty dollars, half the pop, just on the five teams head to head. I'm steering clear of the uh, either way parlay, which has been pretty good for me because I think this round is reasonably straightforward. Uh, he says before losing all his cash. 50 bucks on the Dolphins, e <clears throat> excuse me, sorry team, Eels, Warriors, Rabbitohs, and the Knights. Uh, I'm taking the five favorites. I think they'll all win. At $5.81, so 50 returns, $2.90.52. Couple of same gamers here. Let's go a $20 same gamer. Uh, tonight's game, Dolphins and Dragons. Let's take the Dolphins to win. The Dolphins over 23 and a half points and a Sarko to score a try. Uh, at $2.90, so 20 bucks returns. 58. The second same gamer is tomorrow night's game, the Eels and the Boys. Let's take the Eels to win. The Eels over 27 and a half points and a Civo double. 
So that's paying four bucks 20, 20 bucks return to 84, and 10 bucks left. Let's go anytime try scorer. Uh, I'm playing it safe, but I've got one wee wild card in there to bump it up. Asako tonight, Subaru on Friday, AFB to continue the try scoring against maybe a depleted middle there in the Broncos. Uh, AJ on uh, Saturday night and Marzu on Sunday. So those five anytime try scorers, uh, with the help of AFB, bumps it up to $21.89. 10 bucks returns to $18.99. If you are having a bet this week, make sure you do so responsibly. All the best. Back in a minute. All right. Uh, special shout out to uh, the late, great Tina Turner who passed away overnight at the age of 83. Share a birthday with Tina Turner, um, 26th November. Uh, she was born a few years before me, um, but absolute icon. Um, and this song here, I mean, you know, just conjures up so many awesome uh, memories of, uh, of the awesome TV commercials that they had there in the late 80s and the early 90s. And it real, that, was a, that was the start of a really, you know, the glory period for, the, uh, for rugby league. And, um, uh, you know, she was huge. And, you know, you hear all these really cool stories about when she was there and how lovely she was with everybody. And, uh, you know, <laughs> all these footy players running around in their, in their gruts on the beach and everything else. That's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it's, uh, so, uh, yeah, sad day, Vale, to Tina Turner, uh, one of the greats for sure. We'll keep this playing here. Uh, look, uh, Shano and uh, the Tomahawks, we're going all right. We are ranked 4,467 uh, and just chugging along pretty nicely here. Trades I'm thinking about this week. At this stage, I'm pretty locked in. I'll, I'll have another nose yet. I think I will go Grant to Cook. Um, I'm going to go Munster to Walker. And I think I think I'm going to go Teddy up to Torhu. Um, I think. There's a, I could go, I could hold Teddy and maybe move Taruva up to Torhu, I may still do that, um, but Taruva is a player for 14, and Teddy, who knows, so we'll wait and see how we go there, but yeah, that's the three trades I'm probably looking at uh, for this round, so thank you very, very much for listening, uh, look, be a friend, tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, I do appreciate it, uh, you can always hit me up, nrlsctherapy at gmail.com. Uh, if you uh, have any questions, want to fire through uh, any comments, a bit of a sledge, anything like that. Uh, there was a comment there about why don't you tell us where you rank for all we know you're 50,000 and you talk and dribble. Uh, so that's why I thought I'll be transparent and let you know what I'm doing. I probably should have been doing that from the start. Uh, but yeah, so I uh, rank in the top 5,000 at the moment. Pretty happy with that. Uh, leading our group in um, overall, in total points. And then they're mighty head-to-head there. Uh, so, doing okay so far this year. So, yeah, fire through. Uh, you can find me through an email. You can also um, chuck something in the old Q&A on Spotify as well. I'd be happy to answer that for you. Enjoy the footy this week. Just the five rounds, but at the end of the rainbow there is a dirty old game of Origin next Wednesday. How exciting is that? Uh, enjoy it. Uh, good luck with round 13. It's a tough old round, but it's super fun as well. I'll be back on Monday to go over it, and hopefully it's not too crazy and nasty for us all. Cheers, everyone. Have a great weekend.